This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. I'm going to apologize right now for the terrible uh, audio quality. Um, I, I'm in a hotel recording from my laptop instead of my microphone, so um, it is. I'll try to get So up. are you using your laptop mic, or did you bring... Did you, like, pack a mic? I forgot to pack a mic. Oh. Well, yeah. it can be annoying, although if yeah. you have... Because you have one of those, what are they called, Blue Yetis or whatever? Yeah. That uh, they come with a with a stand. I think I don't even know what the stand for mine is. Right, me neither. But I here's the thing: whenever you put a Blue Yeti in the normal stand that you have, yeah, it sits on a desk, and then every move you make on the desk comes through like bam. Oh, okay. So and, like it always sounds like poppy and and creaky and scratchy and like I I wonder if I wonder if. Uh, like you're constantly moving around and fumbling stuff. What's his name? Timothy Gordon. I wonder if he just got a new microphone because why does he bangs the desk a lot and it it like literally hurts my ears when he does it. Oh, like I know that he, he does it to like bang. punctuate stuff. It's like okay, but you can do that if your microphone is suspended. You know, mm, mm-hmm. it doesn't come through as hard. But yeah, I. Maybe he doesn't know that. It's kind of annoying, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's hard to listen sometimes. Even when it doesn't hurt your ears, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that I'm in a hotel room, so I'm not smoking. And uh, I didn't realize how loud these vape things are until I, I recorded. We did one a few, and I was mm-hmm. vaping, and I thought, well, that's my vape. <laughs> I will try to cut it out. In the- you know what? That it's funny you bring that up though because um, you remember when Timothy Gordon was with Taylor Marshall they had the they called it TNT yeah and I would always hear this sound while they during their podcast that was like somebody sucking in real hard like yeah and I always wondered is one of them like smoking or something they're probably vaping because it I'll well do that's it well. that makes more sense because I don't hear that sound when I'm with somebody who's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're smoking a certain kind of uh cigarette. Unless they're smoking weed or something. But That's right. <laughs> I, thing is, kids today don't even smoke that way. Like, I mean... What, do they smoke it like cigarettes? Yeah, they treat it like a cigarette. And I, I, I'm i about to reveal... Not, I saw, I was with someone who was smoking, and they were doing it like a cigarette. I said, what do you, what do you mean? I said, you're wasting almost all of your chemicals. And this guy swore up and down that all of the TH absorbed into the body within a first few seconds. And that holding it in the way kids used to People when they were do. growing up, that's yeah. pointless and useless. Huh. I, Did you ever research it? Yeah, I, I he's wrong. I, he's completely wrong. I guess it's more comfortable to do it that way, but I guess. Um, and then it doesn't look like you're you're doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, the topic today is something that I just I've never heard anyone. Okay. First of all, I'm going to go to. Uh, let's tag on. By the way, do we need to do a parent warning? Hey, folks, I do not know what the topic is today. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean, it's not. I'm. I'm going to try to keep, but. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about things that Frank are Frank, and it's kind of gross, but it's okay. mainly about trans. And I'm looking for, dag on it, I was just looking at an article so that, um, okay, back in 1971, there was a, quote, girl, there was a model named Tracy Amber Norman, and 
I guess she did a lot of stuff like uh, Clariol and Avon. And then people found out she was a man. She was Oh, had a been woman. a man all along. Yeah, looked like her. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, they used a drag queen as their their model, right. the, like their ad model. I I don't like calling them transgender. I usually say transvestite, and like people get mad oh, at yeah. me when I do it because yeah, it's like, like man, well, man dress, dresses or or presents as a woman. It's a transvestite or There's a woman no as a man. Thing is transgen because you yeah. can't transgender. Just yeah, you just you just dress yourself up different. Yeah. So, but the thing is that. As of late, uh, transvestites and transvestites who have had operations to make them look more feminine mm-hmm. are kind of becoming all the rage. For example, oh, really? um, they're going mainstream in in, in uh, advertising, and people like Mastercard and Starbucks are are a part of. It. Um, Valentina Sampaio, uh was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. This is a man. Oh wow, that's gross. If I'm reading this right. See, that's the problem is that they say so-and-so and talk about it, the person, as if she's a girl. And then you say they say transgender. I'm assuming that means she's a man. She's a man, a man who, tra- who calls himself yeah. a woman. Uh, yeah. Anna, Shaf- Anna Jacafong uh, is a transvestite who now owns the Miss Universe pageant. Huh. So I guess uh, Miss Universe can can start. There's going to be, be a crossover between Miss Universe and Mister Universe or something. I guess so. There is no Miss Mister Miss Universe could be a Mister Universe. Uh, hmm. Apparently, Miss Nevada is a band. Oh wow! Like the actual Miss Nevada. Yeah. Now, and so was this known when when he in Miss USA? Yeah, it was. When known. he when he took the title, was it known? Yes. That's gross. Okay, I guess that tells you about pageanteers in Nevada. Right or anywhere. To be honest, probably pageanteer. You know what's weird about this is that even though like men are doing this, like making themselves to look like women, and then going in and women and and you know getting women positions as models or winning women uh, pageants or whatever. Yeah, there's. It's not like it's not like there's like this dropping of the distinction between a man and a woman. He's when a man does this, he's imitating specifically a woman. He's not just going in as a man and doing it at a woman's pa- you know, at an otherwise woman's pageant. Kind of. You know what I mean? I, it, yeah, I know what you mean, but hear me out on this. Because most okay. people are saying, well, this is the woke ideology. This is this weird clown world where we need to prove that there is no woman and man, even though this man is claiming to be a woman. Um, and it it's kind of, everything's topsy-turvy. And that's I agree with that. where all of this is coming from, most people think. But I think this is something different. Okay. Uh, think about think about caricature of a woman, like uh, Roger Rabbit's wife. What's her name? Remember? Oh, yeah, Jessica Rabbit. Right, Jessica yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbit. I know what think you mean, the Jessica caricature Rabbit. of a woman. What? Mm-hmm, exactly. And then every time Bugs Bunny dressed up as a woman, how that's she moved, exact, yeah, how that's, he moved. Mm-hmm, right. The plain and simple fact is women don't really move that way. Women don't really talk or walk that way. Uh, Marilyn Monroe is probably the, the real world woman that most of these models are based off after. But she Maybe was, a few of them like Mae West. Yeah. But those were women who were famous for doing that. Oh, right. Which is right. what, I guess, what you could say most men wanted women to do. But the tra- plain and simple fact is 
women don't do that normally. They don't really. Yeah, that's true. They their hips do not sway that way, and uh, they don't unless talk. they're trying to. Unless I mean, they're they, trying they, to attract. They, there is such a thing as a you know a woman sort of putting on a show. Flaunting. Yeah, um, but she's specifically doing it to catch the eye of men. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, it's just, to me, what's happening here is that men know what they want a woman to be or look like and sound mm-hmm. like. And so these gays are becoming better at being women according to what men want. And they're striving because for they're that. Because they're men. Because they're men, because they know what the, they know what yeah. they're looking for. Even, even can, if they're gay, they know what men want in women. Right. And so the weird... The weird lisp and the and the weird talk that you hear uh, transvestites do—that's not how women talk. No, not. I've never and, heard a woman and, really. That's talk not that even way. how men want women to talk. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not necessarily that that's what men want. It's just that that's the kind of thing that sells to men. For example, oh, right, um, right. I mean, think of Ginger in uh, Gilligan's Island. She mm-hmm. was. The movie star. She was supposed to be the sexy one. But most men will admit they thought Marianne was sexier. Yeah. But still, she's the one we talk about as the model. And I think that's what this is. I think we're going to see more and more of it. I don't think it's going anywhere. Because when I look at these models that they say are transvestites, they look like women to me. Oh, and I'll, right. I'll bet her sway is bigger than all the others. You know what I mean? When she moves down that that whatever they have whatever it is runway or yeah yeah. i don't even know what i don't even know what models do i mean they they're in magazines but (laughs) they talk about runway models i'm like what do people go and watch women walk up and down in clothes and that's i guess that's something some people to do it's a really there's a whole world out there of people who uh it's kind of i mean it's it's like it's a whole culture of rich people who consume stuff that rich people make for rich people to see and consume and like fashion is part of this and it's like okay so you have these fashion shows these women walking and they come out with the stuff and then famous rich actors and actresses use the the people who designed this stuff that were presenting on on these runways in order to design their clothes at events like academy awards and stuff like that yeah. See, I would imagine feminists would be really angry about all. I don't know why we're not here. You would have drama. thought. Because it's like, okay, we're going to, as a as a female, as a collective group, we're going to overtake all the different uh, uh, industries. We're going to put more and more women in top positions in all these industries. Even though in yeah. the end, Is that, We're, we're going to break the idea that womanhood has anything to do with what womanhood really is, which is motherhood. Right. And instead, we're going to make it so that womanhood is about, you know, competing on the same level with all these things that men do, basically breaking the distinction between men and women. Right. And And that's what I was saying before. Then these men who, these transvestites who are doing this as women are doing it as women. They're, what's weird about it, what's weird about it is that, in a very strange and sick kind of you know way that almost makes you want to throw up, these gay transvestites or whatever are reinforcing that man-woman distinction that the feminists were trying to get rid of. Right. And the funny thing is the, that 
distinction was there all along. And the problem is that it was made kind of unreal. You know, mm, as, right. again, as people like Marilyn Monroe, I, I think of Fonzie, the happy days. Mm -hmm. Every woman looked a certain way. And um, that wasn't all natural. I mean, they're, I, I, I don't know what they used, some kind of support or something, but every single woman was very large in certain areas. And mm -hmm. it just, it didn't look natural because women don't look that way. You know, I, I don't know how it wasn't natural because I don't know what kind of underwear it was these days, but it, it wasn't natural. It was uh, attractive, but it wasn't what women really are. Yeah, it wasn't real. And then at the other end of the spectrum, there were all these women in power doing all these nasty, disgusting things, like trying to become men. And that wasn't real either. And that wasn't natural. And now we've got those two worlds colliding because men have crept into the uh, other end of that world. Men have crept into the sexy woman world and they're taking it over while women are trying to creep into the powerful man world and trying to take that over. But it's not really working because the really powerful people are almost always men. Yeah. Um, when a woman gets in power, usually that's the end of that organization or industry, unless yeah, they're getting I, help yeah, from I mean, the government or something. I mean, no matter how many times they try to like profile woman leader this, woman leader that, or whatever, in reality, in really like ultra powerful positions um women very rarely last long yeah i mean and and if they without do, things falling apart they become some of the most hated people in history look at nancy pelosi you know mm -hmm. nobody admires nancy disgusting yeah. or, other than or, the fact that they want to have that much power but yeah they, they want the power but they don't admire her uh even even as a man, they don't admire her. You know what I mean? Right. Even considered as a man because she is a woman and, and the way she does what she does is different than a man would. Yeah. Same thing with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, yeah. I was going to think of that. I mean, there are many women out there who think I want to be Hillary Clinton, but they don't want to be Hillary Clinton. They want to have Hillary Clinton's power. They don't want to be the most cheated woman in America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the most cheated on woman in America. That's what Rush Limbaugh used to Oh, yeah. The, the most the cheated, most on, cheated woman on woman in America. In, um, <laughs> but this, this gender dysphoria is spreading, I think, into the culture. But in a weird way that I don't think people realize. I don't think people understand men make better women. Men make better leaders, but we also make better women. We can be a woman better than a woman because we know what a woman ought to be. I'm not being, uh, I'm being somewhat uh, sarcastic, but when it comes to what is going to sell for women, we can not only show men, but we can show other women how to be sexy mm, better right, than other right, women. Right. So when a little girl is looking and either trying to figure out what she wants to do, either A, be a Hillary Clinton, or B, uh, be a mommy of kids, mm -hmm. or C, be a Marilyn Monroe, the Marilyn Monroe role model now are transvestite, not yeah, real women. Not actual women. The only real women are still at home, having kids, raising kids, doing all the things that are feminine, and they don't look at all like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Or I, I don't I don't know any of the transvestite names. I there's a bunch yeah, of them out there. But right. I don't know their names and I can't even tell which ones are boys and girls. So whatever. 
Um, you know, I, I think it was Charlie told me, not told me, but told someone in that, but apparently Charlie's uh, research on this is that part of transvestite operation involved messing up the bowel area. And because oh, of really? that, men who have had this done end up leaking a lot. And, it's like the whole surgical thing. Yeah. And they smell terrible all the time. Gosh. Someone told me, I don't know if it's because I don't know. I've never met a who had these, but yeah. whoever told me worked with someone. I think it was one of your sons disgusted. And um, I didn't know that. I They don't talk about that. If that's true, these kids need to be told this. You're yeah. going to smell you're, most of your yeah, life you're and you're going to need a diaper yeah. because it'll leak. So uh -huh. you might think, wow, you have a female part, but you'll also have a diaper stinky. And uh, no man wants to go near your female part. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no guy would. Oh wow! It's all. I think it's probably only gay men who like transvestite guys. Mm -hmm. Like if, like if I happened to go on a date and I found out it was a guy, you'd be disgusted. You'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, get out I of here. I think most guys would. Any straight guy, the only guys who go wouldn't shower would with Brillo pads or something. Yeah, I gotta scrub after that. <clears throat> scrub my reputation, and my body, and everything else. <laughs> I don't know. I just there's a level of irony here because and then, and then I mean that that's not to even mention the sports world where uh, for some reason there's a big thing now with the uh, fighting contests and women's wrestling and the MMA and stuff like that and then men are getting into that as women but again they're better at it because they're men and they're crushing. See that's what's weird about women. that that that. I mean, certainly all of it's related somehow, but I almost see that as a different kind of... Okay, like, so the men who are better able simply because they know it, that, you know, they, they know the male psyche better, better able to to get out there on, on a runway or whatever and sort of exemplify the, um, I don't know, the, the uh, sex symbol way, model yeah. kind of thing. Okay, that's one thing. But these guys who are getting into women's sports and that kind of stuff, I mean, don't you feel like these are maybe just guys who can't actually compete and this is a way for them to win? That's definite. But I, what I don't understand, the women who are with them. Yeah, why are women not, okay with this? So we, I know there are some women who aren't, but like uh, the guy who was wrestling women and, and like hurting them really bad. And it's mm -hmm. like, why are women thinking that that they're going to stand a chance here. Have they been that brainwashed where they think they're as good in sports as men and that they they stand a chance with this guy? Yeah, I, it's that's... so weird. I don't I don't understand I don't understand any of this. Other than I do understand that men find a certain sway or way of doing things someone like hypersexualized. You know what I mean? That's the thing about it is that they take they try to make it feminine. What it's not, it's not really feminine. It's just sexualized in a feminine way. That's what the walk of Marilyn Monroe was. Oh, right, 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 right. It wasn't really feminine. Yeah, and that's, that's why I was saying if a woman's walking that way, it's because she's putting on a show. She's trying to attract a mate, basically. That's, that's, that's what I meant. It's not a feminine walk. It's a sexual walk, but it's the female version of that. It's right. like the guy strutting. So men know how to sexualize the movements and the looks and even the voice of women. Of, of They know how to make it uh, sexually feminine. And they're better at doing that than women. Maybe most women can't, you know, m maybe most women could not sway their hips the way 
uh, oh yeah, like ginger, the, these transvestite the models do. Uh, Jessica example. Rabbit did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, that takes certain muscles to do that. And I think most women couldn't. Right. But probably most men could. <clears throat> They'd feel really gay. Or. So, you know, <laughs> but they could if they wanted to. Right. Or that, I mean, it's it's possible. Here, here's the thing. I, because you know that we grew up very much into, I, I mean, feminism was in full swing when yeah. by the time we were growing up. It's not like we ever got a look at the pre-feminism world. Right. So it's possible that once upon a time, women were more aware of how men were seeing them. And that if they wanted to do that in order to turn a man's eye... They had the ability, perhaps, mm. and that feminism sort of blew that. I don't know, but that could be the case. Yeah, I, I mean, and and that's why all the women today ago. now don't really know how to do it, but men still do. Yeah, it's an odd thing, and I, I, I say keep your eyes open over the next because it's not just that transvestites are going to get more and more involved in marketing, but it's that they're marketing to little girls and teenagers and young women. Instead of marketing to transvestite, you know, I I would expect it if you're marketing to a bunch of gay wads, but I think they're being used to market real girls, real women, because women see that and think, well, that, yeah, that's what I want to look like. That's That's what what I I need to be. That's how I need to be in order to catch a man or attract one or whatever they want. But uh, I don't know. I just, I haven't heard that we talked about anything. I thought I'd get up. And there's not really a whole lot to say about it other than what we... No, but it is. I hadn't even really thought about that. Um, but it, and I, until you started bringing up some of the things, I didn't even realize how pervasive it was. Yeah. The the whole transvestite incursion into, um, I don't know, the... the into the women's roles. <laughs> call it the industry of of women. I, I I don't mean an industry run and owned by women, but, but like there's an industry of, uh, you know, of really kind of using women to sell things. You know, it's, you're not quite selling the woman, but you're selling the image and you're really selling something that's attached to the image. Um, and I didn't real, I didn't even realize how much of that was transvestite rather than real women. You know what? I didn't either. I was, as I was getting ready to talk about this, I thought, well, okay, I got to come up with new names. And I started, I thought, <laughs> holy was easy. cows, it's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's not even all that uncommon now. Wow. I mean, yeah. I look at it, I just looked at transgender models and I'm seeing the top 50 models, you know? Wow. And it's like, holy cows, there are 50 men dressing as women, selling things to other women. That's insane. And getting to, yeah. Do whatever, you know, sachet on stage or whatever it is they do. That's odd. That's really odd. But it kind of it kind of goes into what just talked about. It, it's another one of these things that I, I guess in some ways kind of a logical inclusion. I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to say that there's no difference in women and men, it's not a logical. It's not in any way logical at all. None of it is. No. None of it makes any sense. No, that's at all. what I was saying. It, it, the the whole men and women are are the same thing can't possibly lead to this because this is hey look I'm I'm going to be a woman I'm going a to present woman than you. as a woman yeah and yeah I'm going to do it better than a woman but it it's it's almost weird it's like um I mean you, let let's suppose imagine uh, like you said I mean these these guys who are doing this 
are in ads that are advertising to young girls, preteens, teenagers, and so forth. And you couldn't imagine like a bunch of men getting together and saying, you know, our women have stopped acting. You know, our women aren't like putting themselves out sexy enough for us. Let's start. Let's let's go show them how to do it and start, you know, getting (laughs) into these positions and advertising to girls that are young so that they see that that's how they're supposed to do it. I mean, but the actual I mean, I'm I'm not proposing that as a, a thing that could possibly be what's happening but um but it's like the guys who were doing this it's like what's their motivation because like you said they mess themselves up there's no way that their basic physical existence is enjoyable on a day-to-day basis right it can't be i mean and on top of that um there's no way that they can possibly think that the average man could find them attractive yeah, after knowing exactly. who they are. Right. So what if they look somewhat attractive without knowing what they are? Once you know what they are, it's just not attractive. It's, it's gross. Yeah, it's disgusting and gross and repulsive. So I don't, the so, whole somebody thing is could... like really, uh, you know, they accuse guys like us of being misogynistic, but that's much more misogynistic. Yeah. Hiring a male... To do a show a female how to be a female? That's terrible. Yeah, you want to talk about you know, hating hating what women are. Talk about, <laughs> uh, you know, masculine. I mean, talk about male pigs. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 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 kind of exactly. Ultimate. These men taking over the jobs of the most feminine to show women how to be feminine. No woman should be putting up with. It. Yeah, I'd, like if, it's if a, Avon hires a, one of these, I would. If I were a woman, I'd never buy Avon again. Yeah, tried to hire a man to show me how to be a woman. Forget you. Or any of the, you know, I mean the the things that women buy. Uh, yeah, Avon or or Clothes. you know the various products at the uh, super, um, not super department store counter and stuff yeah. like that. Perfumes. Mm-hmm. I think women ought to pay much more. And I think if it becomes a thing that gets more and more popular, you're going to see more and more young girls acting more and more that way in order to become more feminine. When they're but really it's not really feminine. It's not feminine. Well, you know, that's that's the... Th- I mean, I've noticed that having, um, you know, kids in schools and going to various school productions and even in uh, primary grades, um, they'll have productions that they put on that... And I don't know whether the, you know, that, that involve a certain amount of choreography or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I only had, you know, one girl going through this. I mean, by, by the time I married my wife, her daughter from previous was, um, she was like seven or eight at the time. And, and so by the time we kind of got things grounded and that kind of stuff, I mean, she, she was moving on into, you know, high school and stuff pretty yeah. quickly. But I only had one girl going through a lot of this stuff. I think for most of that time she was homeschooled. And then I had a couple who we uh, put into the schools after that and going to like shows that they would be in. Well, okay, the boys, it it didn't matter. They, They didn't do that kind of stuff. But I would see that these girls, primary school aged girls, were like like cavorting in an almost suggestive way on the stage in these productions. Really? Now, I don't know whether the teachers who were in charge of these were teaching them that or if it was just, okay, here's the steps that you're going to do. And they were seeing that in other places outside. And so they're thinking this is how a girl does those steps. Yeah, I don't. But this is 
creeping in at an extremely early age for young girls. Shame. Um, I mean, as said over and over, it's no longer a Christian culture, certainly not a Catholic. And I think it's practically becoming a pornographic culture. Yeah, very quickly. Um, I mean, like almost openly. And then from there we go where? Sodom and Gomorrah? <laughs> you know? And that's what is happening. I mean... yeah. And yeah, I don't like know I said, how it's going to end or where it's going to end. We're you and I are the male chauvinist pig, but I'm not trying to show a female how to be female. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I happen to say what I think a female ought to be, but I don't try to show it. here. I'll look, try to go and replace the female with myself. Talk like this with a lisp. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I mean, I might, I might tell you, know, I might tell a woman, okay, here's what you ought to do to be womanly. But I don't go try to displace a woman. Yeah. Here, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you. Yeah. In fact, just go away and let me do it. That seems like what's going on. Which is what these transvestites are doing. I don't know why more about this. Yeah, me neither. I, it's it's really weird, especially when you consider like the, the whole outspoken anger thing of the, the feminist movement. We will not be silenced and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And yet they're just completely silent about the stuff. Yeah. And, and like I you said, I mean, there's a few pockets of women who are against it. See, but... I thought I thought it was odd that the feminists weren't more against pornography. And pornography, I mean, let's face it, once the internet hit, it, it was like a, an explosion. It was like... Yeah. And, and no feminist seems to be upset about it. And I always thought that was odd. That is... It kind of shows you that feminism is not what it might seem to be. It, right. it shows you that feminism is not at its roots a not about empowering desire of, to elevate women. In fact, it goes even more, in my opinion, to what I consider feminism to be, which is this idea of wanting to completely divorce the idea of being a woman from the idea of being a mother. Because pornography like hits right at the heart of that. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, this, this, this thing that is the woman's body is here for purposes that have nothing to do with being a mother. Yeah. And, and the use of that body is not relate. you know, it, it needs to be separated from the reality of possibility of becoming a mother. And, and pornography completely exemplifies that. That's really exactly because even a feminist will, uh, will be okay with feminine things like um, mm, mm -hmm. I mean, a, a feminist will be okay to sit and talk about shoes all day. Women love yeah. shoes, you know. Yeah, so, or yeah. or even put their hair in a feminine style. Right. Wear a you know. I'm um, a woman. I like to wear pink shoes, outfit, whatever, and I like yeah. to talk about shoes. Right. And I like to uh, do everything shoe connected. But the second paint, paint their fingernails, paint mm -hmm. their fingernails. But the second you come to motherhood, it's completely That's rejected. Where, and yeah. That's what unless, the feminists reject. Unless it's a, uh, unless it's a test or something like <clears throat> that. Oh yeah, yeah. As long as no man is present for that, but even then, mm -hmm. usually they would encourage surrogate. Yeah, and I mean it's uh, so you know a woman might choose to become a mother, but you know the feminists are even okay with that as long as that's not something that's tied specifically to the fact of her being a woman. Yeah, it's like a thing on the side. Yeah, I, okay, I'll be there. I've, Which I've maybe that's why. See, when you think of it that way, that that's that is why they're really okay with this whole 
okay, men are showing women how to be women because now they no longer have to uh, accept sort of the brute fact that only a woman can be a mother. Now you've got women who can't be mothers because of these transvestites. I mean, to us, yeah. they're still men who, who just mutilated themselves. But if they could get them accepted as women, ah, see, yeah, there's women. Some women can be mothers, some can't be mothers. The ones who can might choose to be, but that has nothing to do with womanhood. Right. And that's really what the feminists are after, is the divorce of womanhood from motherhood. Sad. We're destroying all the good parts. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. It's like the, they want to get rid of everything that it really means to be human. Encourage people to listen to our demonic discussion podcast uh, back before Halloween, where that was... Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah, no, better than everything else. Because <laughs> of your cool effects. Cool sound effects. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to say about that. You? Nope. I think we've exhausted the topic. <clears throat> I guess news is going to be difficult for me here because I don't have my two great big monitors back. Um, the Pentagon announces it will send over, and then it lists a whole bunch of weapons as part of the latest $400 million weapon package for it to happen. And I, I think most people kind of threw it at the point. Maybe some people don't. So, mm-hmm. it's just so weird. The fact that we spent decades trying to avoid a fight with Russia, mostly because we knew that could very easily balloon into a clear uh, war. And just within a year, it's like everybody's forgot all that. Oh, yeah. And forgot that's... about the danger that, that looms over like that, you know? Russia's nuclear capability is frightening. Um, NASA announced that approximately a 15 foot by 15 foot section of the space shuttle challenger has been found uh, oh wow where was it found <clears throat> look because i i outlined that uh story and then i meant to come back to it and look up more information and i oh let's it would be kind of funny if they i, I don't want to say funny it was a tragedy but if they like found this section and then came back and said oh we were completely wrong about why it blew up yeah, I can't find it. They found it in an ocean. Yeah, I would imagine. Found in a the long time. Atlantic uh, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, oh, in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it was found by divers. It's the first debris found since 1996. Okay. So it's okay. probably not in very good shape. So. Yeah. Um, but still. Yeah. You know, some of the... Yeah, I, I read these things about how bad the uh, the food situation is and how it's about to get much harder. And they're saying because of uh, currency depreciation, it's called inflation, and the war in Ukraine. And it it bugs me because the war in Ukraine has nothing to do with our food problem. It's also because no. Bill Gates is buying farmland and not farming. And not using it. That's, that's why we have a food shortage in America. It's because so much farmland is going to waste. And, and because currency depreciation, inflation, is because Joe Biden's in office. And not to mention all the food processes that are being seriously blown up. Yeah. Are there I mean, more? I, yeah, I, I, there's one almost every. It's insane, oh, wow. the number. Wow. I, you, you, there are websites that are tracking. It is insane. They just keep really burning weird. up. Not weird. Well, I mean, we knew this is what they wanted to do. They, you know, the great they said yeah. they wanted. So Donald Trump uh, announced he's running uh, president in 2004. Finally, yep, I heard that. And then he he like threatens Santa. He says, "Really, Santa's if he runs for president, he's going to be uh, he's going to be doing info dumps on him and and saying things that DeSantis would be embarrassed by." I don't know. He, I don't know if he's just joking. Why around. would 
Trump roll that out like at this point? What I mean, that's maybe just to say back the heck off. Or I know, but why not approach the guy personally and say, "Hey, let's have a conversation. We want to make sure that things go well for the country." Because this makes Trump look I'll like a jerk, and have. it's going to throw a bunch of people into DeSantis's camp. I don't know. I, I'll bet they already. They probably already talked or went through not public channels. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe DeSantis is saying, "No, I think you're the wrong man for the job. I'm going to run." And, and Trump thinks this is the way to get him to back down. But you know, the, the thing is, I would, I, I'm not really a DeSantis fan. I mean, I think he's okay. The fact that the rhinos would stand behind DeSantis tells me he's the wrong guy. But yeah, exactly. The thing is, Trump will not admit state. Yeah. Uh, number one, he didn't during drain COVID. the swamp. And right. Number two, during COVID, he he pushed for the country to shut down for quote, whatever the hell that was. Um, and third of all, he keeps taking credit. And the why, vaccine is horrible. Why does the vaccine keeps killing people? Yeah. People don't. People hate the vaccine. Why won't he understand? Why won't he at least say? Yeah, it was my mistake. I gave them too much power. Yeah, take take blame rather than credit. Yeah, he's shooting himself in the foot. And to be honest, if he doesn't come out against the vaccine, I gotta go with. I gotta go against it. I can't be with him if he's not going to come out against the vaccine. This openly, vaccine that keeps killing this people. This vaccine is bad. Yeah. If he's not going to do that, he's lost my vote. As much as I love it, still love him. But you gotta. You can't. Like I don't know. It's uh, some people. It's like no matter how real it, uh, no matter how real things are, they won't get out of their fantasy. And he's in a mm-hmm. fantasy world now, or it seems like it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Launch, uh, NASA launches Artemis One mission after months of delays. Artemis One is is the newest uh, space launch that they're going to be using over the next like eight years. Um, so is this this a thing to like be able to like ca- carry a a a probe up to a a launching station in space and then launch it from there? I don't know. I don't think so. It's just the or is it the a system new launch system? It's just a new launch system, and it's it's supposed to be better than the other one. Than the shuttle? I mean, the yeah. shuttle was a revolution in launch systems because it allowed the the shuttle itself to to be relaunched and reused, right. so they but could this, take massive payloads compared to what they could do before. I don't think this is revolutionary. It's just more. Uh, it's just better. It's just uh, okay. More, What's the word I'm looking for? When a Evolutionary? Furnace, like, like an evolution of the, no, the next step? No, like when a furnace is better over time, it, they make them better and better. They're more efficient. I think it's just more efficient. Oh, yeah, efficient. more efficient. Yeah, but that's, but that's evolution nothing, rather than revolution. Right. It's not it, revolution. So okay. um, I think, unless I read something wrong, that's what I can Um So this bishop gives a talk at interfaith summit and he's talking about he's calling for an end to islamic terror uh, violence and he he pointed out how the islamic extremists which to me i we should all be extremists we should be careful if you extremists. claim to believe in a religion you should do so extremely yeah i'm an extremist catholic yeah so uh Muslim, I would think, should have in his heart the desire to kill Christians because that's what the religion is. So I don't think, I mean, to call him an extremist, why say why not just say Muslim? The Muslims are killing Catholic Christians. And this bishop um, kind of spoke out against, but then he said, you know, 
We forgive those who murdered us, who tortured us, who raped us, who sought to destroy everything about us. We forgive them in the name of Christ, says this Archbishop of Iraq. I, I just think, I don't think that's the right way of, of talking about them. I know you forgive your enemy, you forgive the people who persecute. And as Christians, we always have forgiven the people who put us to death, but not, but when you're when you have a pulpit, you speak out against, I don't know. Well, not only it, that, I mean, I would say you forgive those who ask for forgiveness. That's another thing. You love your enemy. Jesus said, love your enemy. Do good to those who persecute. That doesn't mean you have to trust them. Maybe pray for them. Pray for them, yes. Uh, you know, when Thomas More was being led uh, to be beheaded, he prayed for the, the members of state who were putting him to death. And he actually, most, I, I, I don't know if he did or not. It was common tip, if you were uh, being martyred, you would tip the uh, the axe. Oh, the executioner? I, yeah, to show forgiveness. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. So, and, and I think he did that. But, I don't know. To make a big announcement about forgiving them. And then, another thing is, he, he says our ours is now a missionary role to give daily witness to the teachings of Christ and love of all about forgiveness, humility, love, and peace. Uh, and then he says, lest there be any confusion here, I am not speaking of conversion. Rather, well, why I'm not? Speaking of, yeah, what? Isn't that That's what, what the witness is all about. The, the, we witness in order to convert. That's I why mean, you do it. All those saints that, that you uh, prepared during, while we were doing a, a weekly saint, it, it's like, so many of them that's exactly what they did they witnessed in order to convert and then the converts were witnesses too they were martyred right often like uh, a witness someone who was being martyred stood up and witnessed and people right there on the spot converted and, and were, then martyred were martyred right there on the spot <laughs> it, it was it was a reoccurring theme and it's like yeah it just seems like a dumb way of doing it. I don't... Yeah, conversion is exactly what we... I mean, the, in fact, without conversion, those souls are lost and damned to hell. And I think this might tie into the fact that Pope Francis keeps uh, putting down, you know, evangelization. Yeah, converting and he, people. He, he talks about it as if it's a sin. I think he even said it was a sin. Um, yeah. And maybe this has to do with that. Or maybe, maybe, okay, it could be that there's a law in Iraq against trying to convert Muslims. Oh, and so this guy is, is making sure that he steers clear of that law. That could be it, which I, you know, I, I guess I can't blame him. You are a bishop, but whatever. You are called to martyr. That's why you wear red, but whatever. Yeah, okay. But that, that could be why he says it that way, knowing yeah. that if if you witness properly, you will convert people. Maybe that's kind of what's in his. But so, uh, how long has it been since the whole COVID thing started? It's been like it was 20, it was like right at the end of 2019. Cardinal Cupich just now reinstated Sunday Mass Hall in Chicago. Seriously? Yeah. This is Chicago, right? Cupich, yeah. Chicago. So all this time, the, the Catholics in Chicago were not required to go to Sunday Mass? I, it's like, it's like, okay, there are some people who are, uh, who are maybe salvageable, who, who are savable. And we need to get rid of those people too. If they're not hardcore Christians, all we got to do is just tell them you don't have to go to Mass every week. And there goes your strength uh, to live out 
the Christian life, you know? So yeah. if, if he was trying to figure out a way to um, get rid of the bulk of Catholics who were maybe barely there, then he did. And now they're never coming back. And it's like... Even after he reinstates it. Yeah, I don't... He's such a bad guy. There's just... There's nothing you can say that's so bad. Tennessee lawmakers introduced a bill to ban puberty blockers, sex change. Well, that's Good. Um, I... I put that there's there's a bunch of other trans uh, news, but I just put that in there because I was going to bring up what um, what I had already talked about those operations. Uh, they seem to make smell. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I I, did, I can't believe that that people are not told. You know, I know. I, I it's something like that ought to be common knowledge, uh, especially you know if kids are actually like asking their school counselors to to yeah. bypass their parents and get this stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, a, a you know, a 12-year-old, I think a lot of these are just looking for attention. I think a lot of other ones are so oversexed because of pornography. They, It's real dysphoria. They, they just don't know what's going on because they've just been invaded since childhood. And now they think the solution is to be a woman or be a man when they're not. Yeah. And But doesn't anyone tell them? If this is true, I mean, it just seems like it should be one of the first things they understand about it, you know? Mm -hmm. If I were contemplating doing something, even if that thing was going to save my life, like if somebody said, look, you have colon cancer, we need to do this in order, because otherwise there's a 50% chance you'll die. But... For the rest of your life, you'll need a diaper. I would yeah. be like, I, or a colostomy I think I'm bag skip. or something. Right. Yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and. It's like, uh, I'll take my chance. <laughs> I'll stick with the cancer. <laughs> yeah, I. But just to try to get your brain straight about what sex you are, that's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially since it's so um, capricious. I mean, I, I think it, uh, on an earlier podcast, I brought up the guy that I into a podcast that they, they, whoever. I forget even as it was, was interviewing this um, psychiatrist um, who deals with, oh. you know, this gen... Yeah. yeah, and he tells the parents. I mean, he advises the parents. He says, okay, look, first thing, just take social media away from your child. And in 100% of the cases where he can get the parents to do that, the problem resolves itself and the kid quits being, quits wanting to be the other sex within like six weeks. That's that's still illustrative of, <laughs> yeah. of the real nature of the problem. Yeah. So Latin mass will be suppressed at New Jersey Church a year after Pope Francis crackdown uh so this is bishop james chichio look i i don't this isn't chichio doing what pope francis told him he had to do right this is we've him. illustrated that these bishops do not have to put these uh according to the wording of the document Traditionus Custodes, if you look through the document and take the wording exactly, right. then like face value. none of these masses needed to be uh, um, suppressed. Right. No bishop had to, to be actually suppress the use of the traditional. Yeah, this is just BS. This is bishops. I don't know. I, I mean, they're using it as an excuse, but it's BS. Yeah. And it's it's not generally not the priests. It's the bishops. According to the article, and I'm getting this from LifeSite News, uh, since Traditionus Custodes, 73 dioceses around the world suppressed Latin masses. And a third of those dioceses canceled all Latin. Wow. And I think 
Latin Mass means traditional Latin. Yeah, I'm sure. You rarely, rarely, rarely find a Novus Ordo Latin Mass. I don't know why you... I think Old Saint... They used to. That's yeah. that's where I used to go every Sunday. And I would go to the traditional Mass where Mom sang. In fact, uh, Terry and I were married at a Novus Ordo Latin... Were you? Yeah. Um, no. No, you... Yeah, we were. What How the, did what... that work? What the priest did, well, you just I say was, the mass, but it's in wait Latin. Wait a minute, no, 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 no. I was your best man. So what, what he did was the first part of the mass, what, what we call the liturgy of the word, where they do the readings and stuff, he did that in English for the sake of all those people who were there who were not Catholic so that they would get that part of it. And then as soon as the Eucharistic prayer started, actually just before that, as soon as like at the credo, we switched into Latin. But why don't I I don't know. Because you were used to hearing it that way anyway. Because mom had been doing her mass for a long time. Well, I wasn't for months. Going to that yet. For months by then. I wasn't oh, going really? To that yet. I didn't start going to that until I had kids. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you you yeah. were uh, <laughs> you were there. That's how they did it. <laughs> All right. I, I, have no I in fact, I probably still have a program because I wrote, I I did programs up and I had a bunch of them printed that that had the uh, Latin and English side by side. <laughs> Uh, Pennsylvania re-elected their uh, Democratic state uh, Tony DeLuca even though he's dead. That shows you what kind of shenanigans go on. <clears throat> that shows you what that, kind of shenanigans go on in election. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nine communities in Texas and Nebraska become sanctuaries on, on midterm selections. So I guess these are... Um, the point of these cities is that not only... Does it prohibit abortion from being performed in the? But it prohibits abortions being performed on the residents of those cities. Oh, if you're a resident of that city and you go outside the city get an abortion, you, you run afoul of that city's law and you can be prosecuted. So you go out. Or if you abortion, live in that city and, and you practice, you like let's say you're an abortionist, you, yeah. you live in that city, you go do your abortions in another city, you still run afoul of that city's laws. I don't know about that one. Well, hopefully both. Yeah, but the point is that it protects the unborn as if they really are a person, where it's like... <laughs> Which they are. <laughs> I, I can't I can't go to the city next door and kill someone and then come back, and it's like, whoa, yeah. you had a kid when you left, where is he? Uh, you're going to get in trouble. I mean, let's say... You have a five-year-old, and you go to Mexico and come back without the five-year-old. I don't think you could just do that. You're going to get well. Here's here's the weird thing about that because the, see, this is going to um, invite some some jurisdictional scrutiny because I, I mean, right. let, let's say it's not it Mexico. Let's say you're in Ohio and you go over to say Indiana. You kill your kid. You come back to Ohio. Ohio actually doesn't have jurisdiction to prosecute that crime. Only right, Indiana does. You'll be extradited. Yeah, I mean, but but if Indiana chose not to prosecute the crime, you're free and clear as far as you you, you know. Ohio murder. can't do anything about that. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm. I have a feeling this hold up. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I think there's a jurisdictional issue here. Not that I'm against the idea. It's just that. Yeah. We use it's... laws to accomplish things, and we have to use those laws as laws. I don't know. It'd be better if surrounding cities, states, also outlaw. Yeah. That's what we should be but, pushing but for. But the thing is, the here's the thing. It shows the heart of that city. Yeah. So that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, 
these people think the way I think. Maybe that's where I belong. That is true. So it, it's that kind of dynamic. Yeah. Whether or not they could actually prosecute someone right. doesn't really it, matter. The point is, right. this is how much we think that the fetus is a human being. Mm -hmm. But yeah, okay, so look, you gave me a middle point where someone in Ohio goes to India. But what if someone in Ohio goes to Mexico and comes back? <laughs> yeah. What happens? Whose jurisdiction? Can Ohio do anything about it? What if you even I, walk around and say, yeah, I killed him down there. Or I killed my wife. Me that's and Vicky a good question. Go I mean, Mexico, even if you admit it. Cause and like, I come back without her. Oh, I killed her while I was down there. Because like that, see, that's one of those things where like a person wouldn't really do that because Mexico would apply for extradition and be arrested, transported back to Mexico, and tried for a crime committed on Mexican soil. Maybe. With with regards to it. murder. But if it's something that Mexico doesn't consider a crime, and you came back and said, yeah, I did this, but your local state considered crime, well, you did it out of that state. They would not be able to prosecute. Yeah, I know. But even if Mexico... Look, if Mexico, Mexico refused, you, but if they didn't, then what? Yeah, you got away with then murder? you got away with it. Yeah, if Mexico it, refused to prosecute it, then you got away with it. Because it's not like Mexico is a person, and no. somebody could call Mexico and say, "Hey, this dude killed his wife while he was down there." It would be more like a certain jurisdiction would have to know that it took place there. Right. And they would have to do Yeah, the particular work city or something like it. that down in Mexico. It sounds like it's really easy to commit murder outside the community. Maybe. But, but see that's that's the thing where it's like okay, if you did that and then, you know, the Ohio uh, well, like let's say the Cincinnati, let's say you live there and then they would get with the Ohio um, attorney general who would get with the state department who would reach out to, you know, the proper place in Mexico or something like that. I think that's how it would work. That's probably what would happen. But if you were But if you just it. if you just came back to Cincinnati and said, "Oh yeah, I killed her while I was in Mexico." I don't think the Cincinnati uh, authorities could prosecute you for that murder. Maybe I'm wrong. That, I should invite you know, the Mike DeWine murderer uh, down to yeah. Mexico. Let's go on a trip to Mexico. <laughs> you can talk him into that. <laughs> Um, that's all the news I got. All right. Well, I got a few. I just sent one as kind of like a full, I don't know if you get my emails or not. Yeah. Um, but, uh, let's see. All right. So, so first, um, apparently some guys in, uh, Wyoming who, I don't know, like they look like tryouts for ZZ Top, um, claim that they have, um, achieved a new world record for the longest beard chain. Chain. So they clip their beards together. Doesn't really look like they're having fun. <laughs> no, they look kind of miserable. But I yeah, I mean, see... they look like because because think of that. If you're trying to to set the world record, you want to get that stretch that as far as possible. So you're kind of standing where where it's kind of pulling your hair there a little bit. I only see three guys. It was more than three guys. I know. And, and and then there's another one below that kind of shows oh, okay, them putting the clips on. Yeah. But okay. I, but they say uh, measured 150 feet long, more than double the uh, previous record uh, set in 2007. Uh, to participate, huh. you have to have a beard that it's a, that's at least eight inches. Um, so, you know, when I was a kid, um, so our dad... Um, used to work at 
um, well, it had so many different names over the years. It was Master Addresser, Master Copy oh, Service, yeah. and, you know, you know, where you work, work for them right now. now. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but I would go with him there once in a while, and he had this area down in the basement where he could work on machines and do stuff. And they had this cool thing down there. It was a uh, paper cutter. And this this yeah. was just the awesomest thing. It, you could take a stack of paper almost as big as you. I mean, you could put a thousand, you could put like 1,500, three reams of paper. Yeah. And set it under there. And and you turned the wheel to lower the, the um, grip that would basically, like a vice that would clamp the paper down. And then you had these two buttons. Now, these two buttons were placed... Like where you you'd had to press both of them together, and in order to do that, you had to stretch your arms out a little bit because it wanted to make absolutely sure that your hands were not in there when this thing right. came down. But you press these two buttons, and this blade came down, and it just cut through all whatever paper you had in there. It was really cool. Yeah. So I got Dad to to cut me like a whole bunch, like thousands and thousands of these strips of paper that and i took them back home and i had them set up in a box and i just like <laughs> spent like Start several days in my room making a paper chain <laughs> i remember that i thought i was and i i had this idea in my head that i was going to be famous for making the world's longest paper chain <laughs> yeah I, uh, I don't know if it was billy ginley or victor compton that was part of that i remember them being in the house it was billy ginley he helped me for okay. a while yeah and maybe Tony that. Compton. I never hung around with Victor Compton, but Tony would come Victor. over once in a I while. Tony. Um, Which, by the way, if you ever run into him with his wife, don't call him Tony. Call him Scott. She gets upset Scott? when people okay. call him Tony. <laughs> you know, I uh, they still have that that same paper. Um, oh, down. I used at, it. Okay. Yeah, I made. I wanted. I don't know. I wanted to make a little tablet. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he had the glue stuff. I remember that. So, yeah. So I I have some and it's uh sitting in my living room now waiting for uh to give it but uh, yeah. um yeah they he worked on a lot of these stuff that i remember when i was i must have been i think i was i don't think i was in school yet i might i must have been barely in school i don't know but i was very very young and remember dad used to take us to work in a while mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know how he got like i could never do that i know I it's know like how, how was that. he able to do that but also but, why was he doing that yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I know that I went. It was a in the back room of some little shop, and they had a, a machine that would you, the envelope would come in. It would pick up a metal plate with an address stamped into the plate. Yeah, and use that stamp to impress the address on the envelope, and then yep. move on. And they kept looking at it and looking at it together, and it would turn. It would do one cycle, and then it would stop. Huh. And I'm sitting there watching them for like a half hour, trying to figure out why it kept stopping. Why wasn't it? And I, I'm looking at the thing that turns, and there's this little thing sticking out, and I could see it hitting a, a little corner or something. I'm like, what about that? And I pointed it out, and that's what it was. It's the first <laughs> machine I ever fixed. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the first first machine I ever fixed you fixed was specifically you were fixing for the machines. same company I'm working for now. <laughs> when I was I don't know ten years old maybe. And now you just replace a board. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, 
I'm done. It's you. Okay. All right. Nope. It's me. That's right. Okay. Next one. Um, okay. So uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I guess. I guess they have an app. Uh, you can get an app for Kentucky Fried Chicken. To me, that's weird all by itself. Yeah. But uh, in their app, they ordered people to, um, or they urged people to put in their orders for Kristallnacht, which is like glass night or crystal night. This was a night. Uh, I, I don't know who actually, whether this is a commemoration that is like, you know, the way we commemorated Roe versus Wade. So okay. Jews might commemorate it yeah. in that way. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. But this was a night when Nazis basically went and terrorized Jews throughout Germany and, and Austria. And so KFC is kind of like putting this this alert out. Hey, you know, go get your chicken for Crystal Knox so you can celebrate it properly or whatever. Yeah, okay. I can see how they would make the mistake, but it's like... Well, I, I mean, apparently a lot of this stuff is, is like through AIs and stuff. That, that are looking at various cultures and trying to, to sort of glean up their, their, um, all of their various, uh, celebratory moments or whatever so that they can, you know, it's basically What's the corporation really? trying to, you know, get their wedge in on everybody's celebrations so that they can yeah. make a little bit of extra money by saying, hey, do Kentucky Fried Chicken for this. So I wonder if it was a, I mean, it's KFC. The, the company that did this or uh, one branch or something or like one store you know what I mean uh, no no it's not it's not a store I mean it is the company because it's their app KFC Germany okay yeah it's KFC Germany doing it on their wow. app but it was like a, a partially automated process that nobody who was supposed to review these things before they went out, Nobody caught it. Okay. Well, see, that's what you get when you rely on AI for marketing. Well, yeah. Second of all, um, marketing is is always better at the local level. You know. Mm-hmm. And when yes, na- yes. when you have a national marketing campaign, it doesn't. It's just dumb because it's not going to do it when you have thousands of stores. Why try to push something national? Why not? Pass it on to the store and say, do this or don't do it. You know, why not suggest exactly. it to the stores? That way the stores, if some stores are like, oh man, we can't say that. Because the managers them, know what, what their culture yeah. is about. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. The managers know. And it's like, I'm not going to say this. Are you dumb? Are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's the globalization. It's the kind of thing that happens in globalization. I don't yeah. Know. That's exactly. I think really I think this is kind of part thing. of what to expect as things continue in that in that direction. Yeah. All right. Also, what happens when when companies uh, try to try to try to get in on religious celebrations? Like I can. Yeah, I can it's accept, just kind of like a, a a stay in your lane kind of. You know. It's yeah, a, it's I can like, accept like Arby's selling fish during Lent. Yeah. But I would. It would be kind of a turnoff if they promoted. I don't know. If they tried to get you to fast, you know? Oh. Or, you know, yeah. something like that. I mean... Wait a minute. You're just, a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me about my religion. Don't tell me about... Or they tried to get me to not eat meat. Hey, eat fish because it's Lent. It's like... Yeah, what are you doing? That's exactly... Stay out of this. You you sell... If you uh, want to sell meat. me some fish, okay. But, but, but don't try to instruct me. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Next. Uh, so, I... <laughs> I don't know what I think of this. So I read it. So 
This is a TSA thing. Apparently, they found a handgun stuffed inside of raw chicken in in luggage at an airport. Now, it was in a raw chicken, and when I think of putting the handgun into the raw chicken, the only thing I could think of was every time I tell you, hey, guess what? Chicken butt. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they think that the TSA wouldn't find it? I have no idea. It's a chicken. It's a stick. Now, apparently you are allowed to carry raw meat on not only in your bag, but like check bag, but even on board, as long as it's properly packed in ice. Um, obviously you're not allowed to put firearms inside but, of the raw meat, <laughs> but they x-ray everything. I just went yeah, through Everything this. goes through those machines. No matter and what you know what? Is. Here's the thing. If you do have raw meat packed in ice, it'll go through the machine and they'll say, yes, you, you're allowed to do that, but we're going to take a look at that real quick. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like the ice and the raw meat will hide. Will hide the gun. the gun exactly. They'll see the shape of it. Be like, dude, you got a gun in there. <laughs> no, it's just a chicken. No, it's just the shape of his bones. <laughs> wow, that's stupid. I know. I don't get it. There's somebody in Florida. I don't. You know, maybe a, a Mexican guy had it because it's South Florida. You know, drug drug things. I don't know. Really whatever. Cuba, maybe. I hate her. I hate her with passion. <laughs> yeah. I would be so happy if I never had to go to another airport. I will drive six hours to avoid going eight hours, actually. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm that way, too. Cause, like, I think eight if, hours is my limit. If I have to go on a business trip at work. Now, here's the thing. I know that there's a point at which my work will say, no, yeah. we're not going to allow you to do that. You have to fly. Yeah. But it's like, if it's Same. if it's eight hours or less... I'm driving. Yeah. My boss that's, even... That's how I uh, am. He gave me a choice. I think I think it was like a eight-hour drive or uh, whatever, plane mm-hmm. ride. And he said, what would you rather? I said, what do you think I'd rather? He said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to make it... I just wanted to give you the choice. Yeah. Now, the thing drive. is, and like, my work will pay for travel time. But if it's like, okay, it'll take you six hours to fly there. If you're going to drive, you can drive, but that's on your own time, other than the six hours that it would take to fly. Okay, but here's the thing. So my travel time is from the time I leave the hotel Mm -hmm. to the time I walk in my front door. Yeah. That's my travel time, which is fair. Um, Last time, when I was in California, I ended up spending 15 hours because of a delayed flight in the airport unable to leave because it was in another city Mm -hmm. um that would end up being close to 20 hours yeah i I guess i couldn't drive home in 20 hours but i wonder how long it would take for me to drive home from where i am now if they did that again and it's something like that's likely to happen because next week is thanksgiving ain't it yes yeah so everybody's traveling everybody's gonna be traveling and if 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 I get to the airport and they like, oh, okay, this is going to have to change. And now you're going to have to wait X number of hours. I've already checked out of the hotel. I no longer have the rental car. I don't know. I might look into driving home, even though it's like a two-day trip. I don't know how. I have no idea how far away. <laughs> I've never driven You're in El Paso. Far. You've never yeah. driven to Texas. <laughs> I've never driven to Texas. So 
Maybe it's a maybe it's an eight day trip. I don't know. I well, it's not Google an eight it. day trip. I know. I mean, I I think out. you know if if you like to drive and would spend a lot of time driving, I think you do it in two days. Other other than that, maybe three days. But well, you have to. Although there's well, that's what I'm thinking. Like hotels and stuff. Yeah. When I say a day, I mean. Like, if you're going to drive for a 12-hour day, maybe two. If you're going to drive for an eight-hour day, maybe three. Like that. I would probably do a 16-hour day. Wow. I have no problem Well, with you could do it in two. That. I think you could do it in two. Although El Paso, that's that's pretty far deep into Texas, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, I'm right next to Mexico. That's I'm that's right what I'm thinking. You know, El Paso is the city where um, Terry, she, we were in Michigan, and she, you know, we wanted to get out of Michigan. And she was just... Basically applying everywhere um, to VA audiology job. Well, so she applied to a position in El Paso, and they didn't call her for an interview or get back with her and say, hey, okay, let's set up a time to talk. They simply mm-hmm. sent her a job offer. <laughs> I think it's because they can't find anyone to work down there. There's a lot of people down there. <clears throat> And uh, to be honest, um, I don't think so. Like, okay, you know how it is in, I don't, I know how it is in Indianapolis and I, mm-hmm. it's even worse in Cincinnati. Yeah. Most restaurants, except for ones in very good areas, like, it's like they're running on half the staff. Oh, right, right. You know, yeah. the service is terrible. Everything's terrible. Everybody's mean and grouchy. I won't go to a restaurant in my neighborhood because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want anyone that angry working on my food oh. or that rude. So. Yeah. I'll make my own before I go to a restaurant. My um, none of the restaurants I've visited here in El Paso have been like. That. Wow, that's they've all been uh, very nice, cordial, and mm-hmm. generally clean. And it could just be the area I'm in because I'm in the area right around the airport, and I haven't yeah. really strayed far from. But that. still, wow. But it's it everything seems to be functioning really well here. Hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Well, anyway, my last I, I I sent you this while we were uh, doing our uh, stuff um, as kind of a, a last one. Um, there's a guy, a, a Chinese guy, who ran a it says sub three point three marathon. Oh, that's the the time under three hours three and a half hours or three point three under three hours and twenty minutes. Anyway. Um, placed 574th out of over 1,500 runners, uh, and he is a chain smoker. In fact, they show him smoking cigarettes while he's running. Smoking while he's running. Wow. Uh, well, that, I would... uh, I, the reason I, cause I originally had kind of rejected that as, as a story to talk about. Um, but you were talking about, uh, smoking, uh, the smoking and stuff. We were talking about smoking on like, like yeah. the podcast and stuff like that. And that reminded me, you know, I'm going to go ahead and include that. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, uh. I kept planning to stop smoking because I figure I'm in a hotel. I'm not allowed to smoke anyway. Yeah, I may as well use this week but, but to do it right. I haven't been successful in that. I just smoke a lot less, but I didn't really. I didn't go through. Maybe when I get back, I don't know. Stop smoking is one of those things you just tend to procrastinate on. I mm-hmm. guess pretty much forever until you've got emphysema. You're dying. Of, <laughs> I don't know. People quit. Some people quit. I must be able. To. Yeah. All right, well, what about trivia? We got a trivia question? Yep, we do. Let me roll the dice real quick, and it comes up number five. So, numbers again. The question is, how many seals were on the book that was told about in the book of Revelation? You remember 
John is is watching the angels, and there's one that they're going to open the book. There were these seals on the book, a certain say, number of them. I want to assume seven. That's that's what I'm remember. I'm thinking I seven seals seven. because it seven and seven. was. But I I know there were like seven bowls that they poured out. Were there also seven seals on the book? I thought there was. Or was it, was it only four bowls? Maybe there were seven seals, one. but the bowls were poured out like between seal number five and six or something like that? I seem to remember some like, who will open the seventh? Okay. All like right. The first one could only be opened by, by Christ. I don't yeah. Know. The, the Only the lamb is worthy or something like that. Yeah. Well, we are correct. It is seven. Uh, finally got one right. <laughs> yeah. Revelation 5, And I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals. And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I wept much that no one was found worthy to open scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, talking about Jesus, has yeah. conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven. You know, apocalypse is one of those things that people get so wound up in. And oh, yeah. Like I just, like trying to like match specific things to specific things. Right. I I don't want to say it's point because there's a lot of history in Revelation, but I don't know. It's like Fulton Sheen always said, uh, prophecy is to look back on, not to look forward. Yeah. Unless it's a specific warning about a specific, you know, hey. Yeah, like, yeah, like the Lady at Fatima, stuff like that. Yeah. But even then, the prophecy is there for the sake of people to look back on and say, see, he said this and it happened. Hey, maybe we better start praying the rosary. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the rosary, as always, go raw and circle the beads. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.